The Spiritual Life with Angela Boswell. So, first and foremost, we are all intuitive. Every single one of us, we're all intuitive. We all have access to infinite wisdom, guidance, universal love, and understanding through our natural born, innate connection to the divine. It's how we're created. We all have that initial God spark in us, and we are all able to access the other side. We we can all do it, okay? Um, Now, some of us are born with what I call all our channels are open, you know, specifically the brow and crown chakra. So these are people that uh, we have an automatic connection. It's always there. Uh, Sometimes it can be disorienting and overwhelming to see, feel, know, and experience things that other people around us don't experience. That's part of the journey when you're born with all your channels wide open. Most of the time, those of us that are born that way, We learn to shut down a lot of those extra special sensory perceptions and we begin to accept that the real world is only the material things that we can see, hear, feel, and experience like the majority of the other people around us. Even when we block down these abilities, we know somewhere within us a piece is missing and that we're not living our true lives. The majority of us natural-born intuitives and empaths shut down our abilities in order to live in the real world, as people remind us <laughs> all the time, your entire life. If you've ever been reminded, you just need to be in the real world, get a grip, join us in the real world. Well, in the real world, that doesn't happen. We're here living in the real world. If you've ever heard that, you are a natural-born empath or an intuitive who has access to other realms and dimensions. Otherwise, people wouldn't be threatened by that and tell you that you should be living in the real world. Um, You know, times have definitely changed, but I know that for my generation and the generations before me, having these abilities made us unusual, weird, or people just didn't want to talk about those things, and sometimes they just didn't even want to be around us. But luckily, our culture is changing, and a lot of these spiritual experiences are becoming more mainstream and more accepted. Because of this, these natural abilities no longer have to be shut down. Not in public, right? Um, Either. They can be explored, honored, and advanced, but they also must be managed. Managing these abilities is truly the key to living a happy life as a natural, intuitive, or empath. You may notice that I keep using the word natural. Um, You know how I said a few minutes ago that some people are born with their channels wide open, even though most people aren't. There are those of us who are born that way. And um, even for people who aren't born that way, Fortunately, many of them reach a point in their life where they want to open those channels, and they do, and when this happens, they become privy to a whole new world of understanding. But again, all of that has to be managed as well. 
So whether you are a natural intuitive or empath or something that you've worked on in order to bring these abilities into your awareness, you must learn to walk between both worlds, manage your energy, and know that you are here to be an example to other people. So what do I mean about managing this energy? Well, the first thing is to accept that you are here to learn. As they say, this is life school, okay? There is a reason why you pick this time with these abilities in this world with these people. Perhaps you came here to deliver messages to others or to lend understanding about the unseen world, um, maybe to inspire other people to grow, uh, to prove to them that we are more than these physical bodies, and to help move this planet to its next level of evolution. Well, unless you are a monk on a mountaintop somewhere, you chose to walk a life with a foot in each world to attempt to enlighten others about their spiritual journey as you are walking yours. And because of this, you have to interact with people who do not walk the same path as you do so you can lead them to understanding. It's not an easy path, but it is worthwhile. So the first step to managing your abilities in this third dimension is discernment. Now, discernment is when you're making a judgment based on your understanding to distinguish what the best course of action is in any situation. So you ask yourself, what is the best action here to take that is in the highest benefit of everyone involved? Making that judgment and following through with it, that's discernment. I hope that makes sense to you guys. So discernment is judging the situation and understanding what action you can take that is of the highest benefit of everyone involved in that situation. Discernment. Um, we use discernment in many other ways in regular life. Um, you know, I could discern that it's better for me to walk around the puddle than to walk through it. That's discernment. That's judgment. And where does that judgment um, and discernment come from past experiences. Perhaps I've walked in a puddle before, got my shoe all wet, was miserable for the rest of the day. So now I'm going to discern based on my past experience and my good judgment to walk around the puddle. I know that's kind of simple, but to me, that's the best way I can describe it. So sometimes it takes a lot of experience to be able to achieve discernment in any situation, especially when these situations deal with things that make people uncomfortable or that they don't understand or they may even be fearful of. Um, that's where discernment really comes in. So let's say, for instance, that you're visiting someone's house for the first time. Do you point out that the house feels dark and icky and haunted? Do you tell them they need to move right away or they need to cleanse their house or you're never walking back in and, ooh, it's bad juju in here, right? Well, probably not. 
your discernment judges the situation and helps you decide how you're going to act based on what you know compared with the situation. What is in every person's highest benefit? And that's where you go, and that's good discernment. Another example would be, say you're talking to a friend, and suddenly you realize that her father is lying to her. You get that message. I mean, it's like a really, really big lie, something major big lie. Do you blurt out, hey, your dad's lying to you, and you need to go confront him? Because this isn't right. You deserve more than this. You better go talk to your dad right now. Or is there some other way to handle this that won't cause such a harsh reaction? Here you are. You're getting the message. You want to tell your friend. You feel like you need to warn them. Discernment needs to step step in and help you make a judgment on how you deliver that message. So I've got a little bit of a story for you here. Years and years and years ago, before I publicly um, did readings for a living and people knew what I did publicly, I went to see a reader and uh, she was harsh. (laughs) It's the best way. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, Like, oh my gosh, she was so harsh. So I sat down and she started doing the reading and I, I think she's cards. And she says to me, how come your mother-in-law hasn't died yet? (laughs) And I said, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? And she said, you heard me. How come she hasn't died yet? It's like everybody's waiting for her to die and she hasn't died. And um, I can honestly tell you that the reading went down from there. She perhaps had some kind of message to tell me, but she wasn't discerning enough to tell me in a way that I could even hear it. So what happened? I completely shut down. I didn't want to hear anything else she had to say. I couldn't hear anything else she had to say because I was sitting there like, what did you just say to me? Really? Like, what? That is so unprofessional. Really? Um, And so it just blocked everything else she could have said, period. That was it. I was done. I was ready to go. And then um, years later, I ended up buying the business where I had met her and gotten that reading. And she asked me for a job as a reader at my store. (laughs) I just thought to myself, there is no way I would let you in front of any of my customers because I remember what you said to me years ago and um, I did talk to her for a couple of minutes and I realized that she had not improved you know she had not done work on herself uh, she was still talking in the same way and there's no way I would unleash that on people who trusted me uh, to have good judgment in who I brought into my store so uh that's just a, a quick story there that I wanted to tell you. So discernment is your way of judging how to use the information you receive and if you should use it at all. Think before you tell somebody something and ask yourself if, if it's useful to them or are you in your ego and you need to prove yourself. 
You don't always have to show your abilities to deliver messages. I've learned to say things to strangers that gets the message across in a casual, friendly, nonchalant way. So the focus isn't on my abilities, it's on the information. For instance, uh, say I was in line in the grocery store and there's a mother and son in front of me and say he's around 10 years old. As I look at him, I may receive a message that he should be playing the guitar. It's part of his life path. However, his mother hasn't taken any action on it. So instead of saying, hi, there's an older man here. Here he says he's your father and he wants his grandson to play the guitar. Instead, I may say something like, your son looks so much like my brother who's a great guitar player. Does your son play the guitar? And it could be just enough for her to say to herself, I can't believe that woman just said that to me. I've been thinking about putting him in lessons. I just need to call them and get it done. Right? So here I am. I received the message. I delivered the message, but I delivered it in the way that she could hear it. Right? In a way that it wasn't about me. It wasn't about my abilities. It was about the message being delivered in a way that it was of highest benefit to everyone involved, which was using discernment. Recently, I met a woman in a hotel lobby and we started talking. I knew right away that she needed to move forward with her book, but she's been procrastinating. So instead of saying, hi, my spirit guide says you're supposed to be working on your book, so you better get after it. Instead, we talked for a while. She was telling me about um, her, her daughter and horses and dogs and houses and all this stuff. And after a while, I said, you know, you should write a book about what you just told me. I would definitely read it. You know, I bet you make a great writer. You're a really good storyteller. You should write. People need to hear this. See how I use my discernment in a way where I deliver the message and, uh, and it, it wasn't about me. It wasn't about my abilities. It was me doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is receiving messages and delivering them in a way that people can hear them and understand them for their highest benefit. So it kind of makes you think twice about the things that people have said to you out of the blue, right? <laughs> they might be channeling this whole time when you're in line at the grocery store and someone turns and says something to you. She could be absolutely delivering a message that she's channeled. And there you are thinking to yourself, that's so weird that the woman just said that to me. I've been thinking about that. Well, there's your sign. Go do it. Okay? So... Another way that we can manage our abilities and walk in this world is to stay grounded. This is easier said than done. So many times we want to access other realms, be in this world but not of it, spend our time meditating and learning more and more and more and more about spiritual tools and information. Or perhaps our abilities just got an upgrade. And we're having a hard time focusing on what is right in front of us. It may be a struggle for us to get into a routine, prioritize what's important, get back on track, and deal with the life around us. I know that I tend to do 
do that, especially if there's something that I don't want to do. <laughs> Talk about procrastinating. Um, or if there's something nagging at me and I just can't figure out what it's about. You know, what what is this thing that I need to figure out? You know, I could spend hours meditating on it, doing card and oracle readings on it, journaling about it, instead of just taking action on it. I'm definitely to blame for this. I know, I know I do this sometimes, or I get so caught up in the energy around me that sometimes it's hard for me to get my feet on the ground and to, to get adjusted back into my space again. So um, the best way is for you, for all of us to get back on track is to get refocused on a routine. Look at your weekly schedule, make a to-do list, and prioritize what needs to get done. Shift your awareness to the physical world, taking small steps and reevaluating what is important to you. I want to mention that for some of us, it's just not easy to do. Um, I have many clients that I talk to about this, and they, they just tell me, I, I just don't want to do it. I don't know where to start. I'm so overwhelmed. I never have any time for myself. I, I just, I'm trying to do my spiritual work. I'm trying to do my housework. Everything is priority one. So um, I did create a coaching exercise uh, to help my clients get refocused. It's on my website. It's really inexpensive if you're interested in it. Just go to AngelaBoswell.com, scroll to the online store, go to the bottom of the page, and it's there. And it'll help you get organized. It's called getting organized, actually. Um, and it's something that I use with my coaching clients a lot when um, they're out in the ethers and they're not really sure how to get grounded again. Uh, we go back to the routine, getting focused on that. So getting focused in the physical world can help us get grounded and feel like we belong here. It's extremely important that we are interactive and productive in this physical reality because we are here to experience having these abilities while being surrounded in a world that does not honor them. We chose this path for a reason, so it's our obligation to learn how to manage these abilities in a way that we can help others and inspire them to find peace and understanding on their path too. So, um, honestly, it's been a while since I really... How do you say, had that grand re, or let's just call it an awakening, okay? It's been a while for me. Um, and I don't know, 20 years, I think. And I don't really remember a lot of what I was going through then. I knew it was a struggle trying to integrate all of this information that was coming from a higher power, from the ethers, coming into my life and I tried to integrate it with the knowledge that I already had and it, it was difficult understanding it all. Sometimes my head would swim and buzz because I, I didn't know how to integrate all this energy and how to apply it. And once I started learning about like my past lives and my purpose here and all about like my lessons, it, it wasn't easy 
to talk to other people about it. Um, it wasn't easy to be able to focus my energy on this. And granted, this was years and years before I opened a metaphysical shop and started doing readings. You know, it was just me uh, trying to adjust to all of these abilities coming out. Um, for me, I was the, the natural born intuitive and empath, but I shut it all down uh, for reasons that are attached to society and because I didn't want to be seen as weird and I wanted to fit in and conform. And so I did. And in order to do that, I had to not talk about it anymore. I didn't honor it like I should have. And I lost that connection for so many years. I lost it. And I, it was like, you know, like that friend you knew in elementary school, and you know that you can always reach out and touch base and you'd be friends again, pick up right where you left off, but you just are too busy. Your life's been so different and went in such a different direction that you don't even know where you'd start, but you want to do it and you know it's there. That, that was the feeling that I had about my intuitive abilities. And then um, they got awakened again and that's a whole another podcast on how that happened but it came on so suddenly my life just got jerked around and um the next thing I know you know I was walking around channeling messages and hearing all this information and not knowing what to do with it and at the time there wasn't all of this. It wasn't Google. <laughs> you could look up all this stuff. And, uh, you know, there were, weren't stores like mine on every corner. And I didn't know where to find books. And it wasn't easy trying to figure a lot of it out. And then learning how to adapt and integrate these abilities, it's not easy. And you have to do it in your own way in your own time. But I can tell you that when you arrive at a place where it's all just you, it's not who you were, it's not who you're becoming, it's not who you're going to be, but you're just you and you just show up that way and it's all congruent and it's all in alignment and you are connected all the time. There's such a relief and you have such peace in your life because you know where you belong and you know you're part of this much bigger whole, this W-H-O-L-E, whole, like a whole picture. You are a part of something so much bigger and so much more connected than you ever thought before. And then life just happens and you're at ease because you're, you're in your true form and in alignment with your own energy and life gets so much easier. I mean, there's still challenges and the challenges are, wow, I wish that person wasn't in pain and I could take that pain from them. You know, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to watch other people struggle through their lessons or not understand the path that they're on and how to, how to make the most of it and how to um, 
how to even improve through that path and become more enlightened. So there's it's a different space to be in, being the observer of your own life and others, and being like, like they say in the boat that's just drifting along the river and going down the path of least resistance. It's a different life, and for me, it's a better life. Let's let's back it up just a little bit and talk about when these abilities start really coming out in you. Things are shifting and changing, and it's like, wow, every day's a miracle. I know all this stuff now, and look at this, and look at that, and it means this, and it means that. Now, it can be kind of euphoric, and sometimes you just want to be like, man, I just want to escape, and I'm going to just go meditate, and I'm going to watch the Gaia channel. That's my latest thing. I can just binge watch Gaia like like a mad woman. I love that stuff so much. So, um, you know, maybe I, I just want to read my books, or maybe I want to do, like, I don't know, 50 tarot card readings of the same question over and over again, hoping I'll get a different answer if I just ask in a different way. Um, when we're in all of that and we want to come back down to earth, we want to get grounded back in this realm so we can get back into, um, what we're here to do and exercise that, um, one great way to do this, to get grounded. I already mentioned, get back in your routine, make your list of what needs to be done, prioritize. If you need help with any of that, go to my website. Um, click on store, scroll to the bottom. There's a getting organized uh, mini coaching session there. It's like $7. Um, and download that, and that, that will help you get organized. Other things you can do, walk outside, go barefoot outside, um, touch a tree, hold a dark crystal. Um, usually the darker colored crystals will help you feel a little more grounded to the earth. Um, anything of nature is going to help ground you a little more. Um, go to your favorite spots. Um, of course, meditate. Um, if you really can't, like you feel like you're floating, then it's best to meditate and imagine roots growing from the bottom of your feet all the way down to the center of the earth, wrap tightly around the center of the earth, and that'll yank you in and ground you down there too. Um, cold showers will do it. Um, so there are different ways that you can get grounded in, in uh, and get back into uh, get cold. <laughs> That's what does it for me. I get cold. Ooh, I'm right into my body again. I'm cold. You know, I'm, I'm, it just smacks me right back into the physical body. So those are some uh, different things you can do to get more grounded. I have a guest here that's going to join me coming on. And I'm, it's always a pleasure to speak with you, Nancy. Thank you so much for coming on as a guest tonight. Um, how are you doing? Hi. Hi, Angela. I'm doing well. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. Good. Just, trying to, just watching where this conversation goes. Well, I, I'm writing notes. Um, so, like your example in the grocery store with the little boy. Can that also be a conscious decision or unconscious if someone's not aware of their abilities? Yeah, I think it probably is um, an unconscious decision until they are aware of their abilities. And then it's uh, then they consciously choose to describe it in a way that's natural. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I know a lot of 
people that, well, of course, everyone's intuitive, okay? But I know a lot of people who have their channels wide open. And usually mm-hmm. they focus them at work. You know, they, they're just amazing decision makers at work. And I'll say to them, that's your intuitive abilities. You're just using it for something that's controllable. You know, work is more controllable than relationships. So, um, yeah, I think that that's true. I think people just say things all the time that is related to some kind of message they're receiving. But once they understand that they are receiving messages and they're able to Mm-hmm. Get there is a responsibility in the delivery of those messages. Yes, yes. So it's really everybody. It's everybody. Yeah, you know, in my shop, I would have people coming in all the time saying things to me like, oh, there's a fairy in the corner. You don't see the fairy in the corner. Oh, there's an angel right behind you. You can't see the angel behind you. You of all people can't see it. <gasps> and so I would just look at him like, are you serious? <laughs> you know, what are you, what is this about? What are you trying to prove? Yeah. Like, it means nothing to me. It, first of all, who, who's to say if it's true, true or not? And I don't care. I don't think better of you because you can see the angel behind me. Um, you know, what, what good is that doing me at this time? So, uh, yeah, was, I think it's a responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I really like that. And I, I have encountered many people that come across as, um, they've had such and such happen or they've reached a certain place and they're so advanced. And I think immediately, okay, well, no, you're not. If you have to tell me how advanced you are, then okay, we've got an issue there. It's a red flag. So my last question um, or statement or whatever it is, is, um, well, first of all, you you mentioned ascending, um, Mm -hmm. ascension issues, and I'm having a lot of dreams Someone said to me, I'm very tired during the day, but and I sleep, but I'm really busy. I'm really going a lot of places. It's the same place. I'm on bridges a lot, and um, but I'm always in the same place. I in the past and the future at the same time. Um, but again, I don't. I don't need to take anything to sleep because I'm sound asleep. I don't, I don't ever wake up. I'm, I am somewhere else. Um, but I'm wondering if there's a way to either process it in the morning and then I, I, I feel like I need to move on. I'm going back to the same place all the time or several places. Are you saving people in the dreams? Um, are you moving people? leading them I'm I'm moving and I'm in between um I'm a lot of it is I'm, I just that word I'm in between I'm in between homes I'm in between families uh, my car is in between bridges I'm on a boat yeah I guess I'm <laughs> well you know the good news is that it's it's, it's a temporary situation being in between anything is a temporary situation in, in that regard, right? Yeah. So, you know, maybe the messages are just that uh, 
you're going through a shift in in different areas of your life and uh, to just let it run its course. Right. Well, maybe I'll just go back and see where it goes. Where, where are we going? Do you, do you ever get lucid? I, I have in the past. They're, they're almost scary to me. But so, I can try it again. You know, if you, before you go to bed at night, um, think about what you would say if you became lucid. Okay. And um, have that in your mind. And so then when you're in the dream and it's happening and you become lucid, you'll already know what to ask. And, you know, you could ask things about what's the meaning of this? Why am I experiencing this? Um, is it symbolic oh, okay. of something? Um, and, uh, and also before you go to bed, set the intention that the messages you receive while, while you are asleep will be processed the next day so that you can receive your messages clearly. Oh, and that's before I go to bed, and that's a yep. good And I'll tell you, here's another little trick. I like to give tricks all the time of how this stuff works to make it easier. Um, I always say, like, I would I'd have a really important dream, and then I would get up, and i go back to bed and forget it or whatever. Um, and I always seem to remember it when I was in the shower later. And I would just, in the shower, I'd say, hey, bring it back to me. Um, I need you to bring it back to me because I don't remember it. Bring, bring back the dream. And um, nine times out of ten, by the end of the day, I would remember the dream. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So direct like that. that. Very direct. Well, yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining me. Oh. You are welcome anytime. I love hearing your voice and uh, um, talking with you about different things. I'm enjoying it every Monday. Thanks, Angela. <laughs> thank you. Um, and thanks for that plug there a little bit, too, Nancy. I am live here for this free mentoring call every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern time right here on Wisdom. Um, if you get a moment, please go ahead and follow me. Um, that There's a little follow button. I think it's purple right under my name. Just click follow there, and you'll get updated when I do go live. Um, so one thing that I wanted to mention about, uh, about the call tonight is I was talking with one of my clients and earlier this week, and we were talking about how important it is to have resources to offer people. And I like to think that I can be a good filter for you because I've read so many books. And um, again, I'm going to tell you my books are older books because I think that there's more knowledge in this stuff um, in the older books than there is now that it's all going mainstream and gimmicky. And I don't know, it's just me. And I know you guys are going to disagree with me on this one, but I will not buy a spiritual book that has a cuss word on the front cover. Um, that tells me right away that it's being overly produced and promoted and there's nothing in there that I need to learn. It's just too gimmicky for me. Um, I think, you know, you all know what I'm talking about that, that's just my opinion. I like the older books better. So back to that. So um, back to our topic tonight, which is talking about living in the real world <laughs> with your um, intuitive and empathic abilities and how to manage uh, your life and how you go through life and your decisions and your thoughts and all of that stuff when you are having to um, be in this world, but not of it. So the first book that I'm going to recommend, um, the author is Echo Bodine, first name 
is called the gift. Understand and develop your psychic abilities. So once again, the book is called The Gift. Understand and develop your psychic abilities by Echo Bodine. And the cover is a white cloud on a blue sky. So that's my first one recommendation tonight is The Gift. The second book that I have to recommend um, is called A Survival Guide for Those Who Have Psychic Abilities and Don't Know What to Do With Them. Okay, once again, the name of the book is A Survival Guide for Those Who Have Psychic Abilities and Don't Know What to Do With Them. If you want to write that down. And it was written by Lisa Ann Rooney, R-O-O-N-E-Y. Once again, her name is Lisa Ann Rooney. Survival Guide for Those Who Have Psychic Abilities and Don't Know What to Do With Them. Um, I think that's a really good book and a good resource. Um, the next book I'm going to recommend is The Psychic Pathway. And it was written by Sonia Choquette. Cho Choquette. Choquette, I think is how you say that. Sonia Choquette. Um, her name is spelled S-O-N-I-A. Last name is C-H-O-Q-U-E-T-T-E. Once again, first name S-O-N-I-A, last name C-H-O-Q-U-E-T-T-E, and it is called The Psychic Pathway. I think this is another really good book that talks about how to manage your intuitive abilities while walking around in the third dimensional world. Um, then there's Julia Cameron. And I just love anything this woman writes. I, I love Julia Cameron. So her first book was called The Artist Way. And it's, it's not really, it's for everyone and anyone who wants to tap into their creativity. You don't have to be like a painter or, you know, an artist per se. It's about creativity and uh, creativity as a spiritual pursuit. And so the, um, I always recommend The Artist Way by Julia Cameron. But I really love this book called Walking in This World. Um, again, the name of the book is Walking in This World. And it's written by Julia, which is J-U-L-I-A, last name Cameron, C-A-M-E-R-O-N. Um, any book by Julia Cameron, even if you just want to go to the library, go to this section and see what she has there. There was another one about flying that was really good. It was just a pilot's guide to flight, I think is the name of it, something like that. That was a great book as well. And just for my own little bit, uh, again, to, to self-promote here, um, I've written a book called The Educated Empath. Um, it's by Angela E. Boswell, and it is on Amazon. And that book is written for empaths on understanding themselves better so that they can maneuver their way through life a little easier. So those are the, I guess that would be five books, including mine, that I'm recommending tonight um, to help you study a little more about uh, about living in a, the real world. <laughs> the real world. Oh, it just cracks me up, right? To learn more about me and my services and to book a session, please click the link in this podcast or visit www.angelaboswell.com. Thank you.